Welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. My name is Nate Whitson, and I'm the founder of Get in the Fight Ministries and our exclusive online fight club for Christian men. Everything we do here is dedicated to helping Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. So if you're looking for helpful content and conversations that can help you to grow and become the man that God made you to be, then you're in the right place. But before we get started, please do me a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. Doing that helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our mission and how to get involved or how to join the Fight Club, then head on over to getinthefight.club. That's getinthefight.club and learn more today. But without further ado, it's time to get in the fight. So let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the Get in the Fight podcast. I'm your host, Nate Whitson, and we are a ministry geared to help Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. And one of the things that we are looking at right now is a book called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets by a pastor and author named Andy Stanley. And I really love the practicality of this conversation. I really feel like genuinely this will help Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. And, and the way that we do this is through the filter of wisdom. And you've heard it said that if you want better outcomes, you need to ask better questions. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. And so Andy does a great job at giving us these five questions so that we can make better decisions so that ultimately we get to the end of our life and have fewer regrets. And I mean, honestly, if you're listening to this, are you not somebody who wants fewer regrets? I mean, we all do. And we think, well, how do I live a life then that maximizes all of the gifts and talents and time that God has given to me and does so in a way that I can look back with a better story to tell, fewer regrets to be concerned with? Well, we're, we're always going to have regrets. We're always going to have painful consequences for not doing uh, perfectly the things that we wish we could do, but that's life. Our point here isn't that we're trying to be perfect, but that we are trying to take advantage of the potential that God has built into us so that we can maximize our time here on earth. And and so that's where we're going here today. So in the first two questions, we've looked at that in episode 17 and 18. If you haven't listened to those first, you might want to stop now and go back to episode 17 and you'll hear a little bit about the integrity question, which is, Am I being honest with myself, really? Andy does a great job at saying it's not enough for us just to say, am I being honest? What we have to do is ask that one more simple question and say, are we really? And so if, if you want uh, to listen to the integrity question, go back to episode 17. I highly recommend that you do. It's a great starting point for having fewer regrets, learning to be honest. In episode 18, we looked at this legacy question. The legacy question he gives us is to ask, what's the story that I want to tell? And it's an amazing way for us to consider that at the end of your life, this is all we're left with is story. We're left standing around at a funeral, but certainly for years after that, telling stories of our lives. You know, all of the individual moments and things like that, we don't remember those. We don't deal with those, but we tell certain stories. And so if we could understand that, the decisions that we make today lead us to certain stories and outcomes, then we would leave a better legacy in the end. We would have fewer regrets because we were thoughtful enough 
to think in terms of story. So in episode 18, we deal with that. And again, highly recommend you go back and listen to more of that. Today, we're looking at question number three from the book, Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets. And Andy calls this the conscience question. And he says, is there a tension that deserves my attention? Going to the book, I want to read this passage to you as we kick off this conversation. Sometimes, in fact, more times than we would like to admit, an option that we're considering creates a little tension inside of us. Something about it just isn't comfortable with us. Something about it doesn't seem exactly right. It gives us pause. It bothers us. It causes us to hesitate, and oftentimes, we have no idea why. Experts sometimes refer to this phenomenon as a red flag moment, an internal sense of, I'm not sure why, but something about this doesn't feel right. When that happens, you owe it to yourself to pause and pay attention to the tension. Don't ignore it. Don't brush it off. Pause and ask yourself, what about this bothers me? You know, there are times in our life where what he's describing is just true for us. There's times in our life where we, we feel this awkward sense of something's not right. Something about what I'm dealing with or going through is causing a lot of discomfort. Like my stomach is churning, we might say. Like there's something about this that kind of makes us pause and look at this thing like a red flag, green flag game. I don't know if you've ever played that, but I know when my kids were younger, we would play this game where we would, you know, either have a real red flag and a green flag and, and play with that, or we would just pretend. But what I would tell them is I would say, okay, here's a scenario. You're at a park and you're playing and all of a sudden a stranger walks up to you and they say, Hey, I've got some puppies that I want you to check out. Do you like puppies? Oh, cool. Well, come check these out with me. And I want to show you these. They're really so cute. Well, we would then say, is that a red flag or a green flag? And then the kids would answer and we would talk through those scenarios. Well, that kind of thing is what we're talking about here. There's a tension here. Just like the kid would be like, oh man, I don't know this person. I don't know if this is a wise decision, if I should go with this person. I probably shouldn't. But on the other hand, I really would like to see these puppies. In that same kind of way, when we are dealing with life, there are many times where there's this red flag that comes up and we're going, gosh, I don't know what it is about this but it's something that I should pay attention to. Think about your life in terms of the times that you knew that red flag was up and you chose to ignore the warnings. Again, just another illustration might be like, think about being at the beach. We were at the beach in Florida a year or so ago and there was some weather moving in. And when you go out there where the lifeguard sits, there's a flag and it'll tell you red flag, green flag, and it'll tell you whether it's safe or whether there's something churning in the water that is dangerous and to not pay attention to that flag or not to pay attention to that tension can lead to some serious consequences. And so this is where this conscience question is so good because God has given us a conscience to play alongside with his Holy Spirit to give us as a gift the ability to discern what is going on. And what Andy is suggesting to us that God ultimately is suggesting, I think, to us is that God has built into us this ability to recognize and discern trouble before you walk that path. But why do we have so many regrets? Ultimately, it's because we ignore the warnings. We ignore the discomfort. We don't pay attention to the red flag that's going off. 
And so we don't pay attention to the tension and it leads us to some significant trouble. It makes me think of the story of several years ago, we had a house in town, in the town that we grew up. My wife and I had uh, bought this home when we got married and had bought some property outside of town where we thought we wanted to build instead. And so we had moved out and went to move in with my in-laws for a short period of time and we rented out our home and it was going fine until it wasn't. <laughs> and all of a sudden the renter who was a single mom was having trouble. And again, we had no business doing this because really we weren't ready to be landlords. We were just trying to make enough money to cover our rent, make nothing on it and just be able to save and buy this other property and build a house on it. Everything was fine though, until it wasn't. And when this lady started having trouble making her payments, we had nothing else saved up at that time to cover that cost. And so long story short is that we ended up being over 90 days late on this home. And again, we were getting the letters, the foreclosure warnings, all of these different things. And eventually there was a moment where I was in Iowa for work. And I remember being in the hotel room and getting a phone call and talking to this loan officer of this, this loan program. And he had said the most amazing thing to me. He said, you know what? Because of all of the housing crisis that's going on, the government has created some unbelievable options for you. And what we want to offer you is that we will pay off half of your debt immediately. And we'll restructure your loan on half of what you owe. And it isn't a loan, it's a forgiveness. We're going to forgive it. It's wiped out. No more uh, to be worried about. We'll restructure the loan on half of the value it is currently today so that you can get caught up and keep your home. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. And if you are, please do us a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds to do this, but it makes a huge difference for us, and it helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Thanks so much for listening and helping us out. Now back to the show. Well, that is, if you can imagine we felt like just this amazing God moment of this doesn't happen. Like this is unbelievable. How do we go from so stuck and unsure of what to do to, you know, what we thought was just this unbelievable gift. And so I called Sarah and we were just so fired up. And of course I told the loan officer just to send me the paperwork immediately. And when I got home from our business trip, we would sign it and get it sent right back. And, you know, we're just so fired up that the solution was there. Well, I get home and we're going through the paperwork and there was a section in there. There was two things that really stood out to me. One was a document that you, there's just a warning page, an FBI warning page about fraud. And it talked about obviously making sure that everything you put in this document must be true. Otherwise you are in danger of the FBI coming back and getting you for fraud and there's prison and all these different things. So that caught my attention, of course. But where it really started to stand out as a red flag to me was when it looked at the stipulations for the loan in particular, what it said was that you actually had to be living in your home. Like There, were, there weren't very many uh, stipulations to this thing, but one of the ones that stood out to me 
was that it said you had to have been living in the home consecutively for the last so many months, six months or whatever it was. So my heart just sank. I was like, we don't live there. We live with my in-laws right now and we're renting this house out. So I was really like, oh man, this is not going to work, is it? And I, I called the loan officer and we we're talking about this. And I just said, look, this, this is what the stipulation says. And, and I have to be honest with you, as a Christian person, we just can't lie about this and say that we live there when we don't. And I don't think this is going to work for us, is it? And what I thought he would say is, gosh, I didn't know that. You're right. This is, <laughs> this is such a bummer, whatever. Instead, what he goes on to say was, you know what? That FBI warning thing is just there to scare people off, but it's not a big deal. In fact, I can tell you for sure that nobody follows up on this. Nobody's going to find out about this. And even if they do call you on it, all you have to do is tell them that, no, we have been living in here, but there's an emergency situation with my in-laws. And we, for a short period of time, simply had to step out to help them, but we live here. In essence, what did he say? <laughs> he said, look, you can get this life-altering opportunity if you'll just tell a tiny little lie. And if you do that, we're going to wipe out half of your debt today. Gone, right? Well, this is that conscience question for me, lived out in a very real way where, again, my heart just sank. And I knew the red flags were going off. I knew that there was tension in this conversation that we're having because I could feel it. The Holy Spirit saying, no, 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 don't do this. My conscience saying, oh, red flag, pay attention to what's happening here. Something's not right. And it was so tempting to take this, what looked like once in a lifetime blessing, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, and just get ahead and find this huge opportunity to help our family. And yet I just had to tell him, look, I can't, we can't do this because we are Christians and we're not willing to lie in order to get this. I wish there was some other way. And if there's any other way we can do this without saying that we are living in the house currently, please let me know. But then again, of course, it, it never went through and we ended up having trouble with that house and we had to just deal with the consequences as they were. But that is one of those stories where the discomfort was high. The red flags were clear. And I really wanted to move forward with this blessing. And yet I knew it wasn't the right thing to do. So imagine the other way around. Imagine that we sign that document. Imagine that my wife and I say, look, I doubt anybody's going to follow through. I doubt anybody's going to pay attention. This is a blessing. This is just a minor little blip or detail. I'm sure it's no big deal. Imagine if we went that way. Imagine if that's the story that we played out and then it goes bad, right? Imagine looking over your shoulder all the time and then getting a letter in the mail from the FBI saying, hey, we would like to chat with you about this loan 15 years ago or whatever it was. Imagine if we had to do that and the regret that would come if we did not pay attention to that tension. If we had ignored that red flag and then it and then trouble came. It would only be because of our own lack of quality decision-making. By not making a, a wise decision could have led to monumental stress and regret and consequence. And so we gave up the ability to get ahead for what we felt like was the right thing to do. And we still 
don't have to look over our shoulder and wonder. Would it have been an amazing blessing? Possibly, but also possibly not, right? So we paid attention to that tension and it cost us a little bit, but it also could have cost us so much more had we actually got busted for doing the wrong thing. So I look at that and I just think, man, that is just an amazing lived out story of what Andy's describing here about better decisions leads to fewer regrets and how true this is. And so I just think about you for a second and think as you're listening to the story, you know, what are some of those regrets when you look back at this stage of your life? What are some of those things that maybe the red flags were or waving and you paid little attention to those or you just brushed them aside completely? Maybe it's old relationships, maybe girlfriends that you've had that now in the future, now that you've gone through that, you think, gosh, I wish we would have never even met. It's brought so much heartache and pain and consequence. I wish that I never would have engaged in that conversation with that girl to begin with. Or or maybe that's the conversation about a big purchase. Maybe it's a house that you bought or vehicles or things that you have purchased that you think, gosh, now I have so much regret about those stupid decisions that I've made along the way. Or maybe it's just opportunities, you know, at work that you think, I thought this would be a blessing, but there was tension in it. I did not pay attention to it. I ignored that red flag there. I took the promotion or I, you know, I took the job and I wish that I never would have done that. And there's huge regret there. Maybe there's messages that you've sent through a social media or text or other means like that, that once they're sent, you can't get it back, Right. You, you can't go back and, and undo something like that. And so there's tension in it. You knew you should not have written that. You shouldn't have sent that video or that picture or whatever it was. And you ignored that even though your conscience was trying to tell you, the Holy Spirit was trying to tell you to pay attention to what's going on. I think we all have stories like this with the mortgage for me or maybe for you know a mortgage for you maybe a story of some kind for you that you just think, gosh, I really wish I could go back and redo that. And yet now you live with the regret. So what's interesting, I think, when we get into these situations, what makes this so powerful for us is that we have options. We have options. You know the scripture that talks about no temptation has ever come across your life where God hasn't provided a way out. I think that's the absolute truth in this situation. God gives us opportunities You know, like the Bible makes it clear that God doesn't tempt anyone because a temptation really is this agreement that you make with the devil to do life his way instead of God's way. That's why God doesn't tempt you. He doesn't tempt you to do wrong. He only wants what's best for you. He only wants what's right for you. So God may use a circumstance to test you, but he is never going to tempt you. And so when you feel like this thing that is causing discomfort or pain or tension within you is there, and you feel like the other side of this is something that would pull you away from God's way of life, that's a temptation. And God is not bringing that thing to you. God could absolutely use this situation to test you and to test whether or not you actually trust in his way of life. But there's a difference between a testing and a temptation. And we have to be wise enough with filters like this and ask, you know, am I being honest with myself really? What's the story that I want to tell or the conscience question? Is there some tension here that I need to pay attention to because I realize what's going on? I see what's happening 
besides this. God gives us a way out. We can either pay attention or we can push mute on our conscience and push it aside. Those are the options. Going back to the book, Andy says this, as you consider your options, as you consider moving down a particular path, as you consider what to do next, if there's any hesitation around a particular alternative, pause and allow, and I don't know any other way to say this, but allow that emotion, that tension to rise up and get as big as it possibly can before you decide. Don't start selling yourself. As we've discussed, we have the ability to sell ourselves right past that pesky tension that deserves our attention. If something bothers you, let it bother you. If something bothers you about her or about that job or that offer or that invitation or that deal, that contract, face it. Embrace it. Don't excuse it. Face that tension until either it goes away or you decide to go a different way. Pay attention to the tension. What begins as an uneasy feeling is often supported later with reason, information, insight. But if you don't pause, you won't see it. Isn't that amazing that later when you get past that emotional stage and again, you've got a contract in front of you like I had where you can erase half of your debt with just a stroke of the pen. There, <laughs> there is tension in this because you know deep down you're not supposed to sign this. And if you don't embrace that pain, then you might have to embrace the pain later when the consequences set in. And this is what Andy's saying. If it bothers you, let it bother you. If it's something that's causing you to, to wonder or question or you know that there's something going on and you hear God whispering to like, pay attention to this, look into this, see what's happening, let me lead you. When you feel that, what he's saying is you need to pause. You need to give it some space. You need to allow that thing to grow. And in fact, what we always try to do is push it away. Rather than let it build and let it get as big as it can, like Andy says, we actually try to squeeze it down and just say, oh, this isn't such a big deal. It's kind of like, in that mortgage story that I was telling you, where we, we could have said, look, this isn't that big of a lie. See, when you do that, you say, I'm going to try to make this as small as it is or small as it can be. But the reality is this was a big deal. But we try to reason and talk ourselves into these things. Like we're, we're salesmen for it. We try to explain why this is godly or why this is a good idea when deep down we know that it's not. So when you're in that position you've really got to go back to those first two questions again, episode 17 and 18. When you're facing a red flag moment, when you're dealing with a situation, again, whether it's a contract you're about to sign, an opportunity that you're about to take, a relationship that you're about to get into, a purchase that you're about to make, whatever this thing is that's causing you to pause, let it pause, let it build, let it make you as uncomfortable as it needs to make you in order to save you and protect you. And one of the best ways to do that in that pause is to ask that question, am I being honest about this? Am I, am I really being honest about this? You know, when I look at that situation with my mortgage, it's easy to say, am I being honest about it? Well, the honest answer is I don't live there. So the honest answer is I'm trying to find a break and get away with something. That's what's honest about that. What's the story that I want to tell? The story that I want to tell is that I would turn down an offer of a lifetime, quote unquote, 
to do the right thing in God's eyes. And you know what? I get to tell that story today. I have failed at many other stories, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm some sort of saint that I am not. But this is one that I'm proud of. This is a story that could have truly been financially freeing for us. It could have really set us so far ahead. It could have been a wonderful thing, and yet it wasn't for us. And and I'm grateful that I get to tell a story today that I am quite literally telling you right now. But it's because I paid attention, my wife and I paid attention to that tension and said, you know what, there's, there's something here that we need to pay attention to, and I'm glad that we did. So three not-so-easy things that you can do when you feel the tension. The first thing is just pause. You've got to allow that thing to fester and to build up and to boil over, and you want to feel it all the way. Unless that goes away and, and God brings peace, if there's no peace, then don't move forward. So you've got to pause and detach and get the emotional side of this out of the way. Again, the emotional component of this is huge. In the moment when you are at a car dealership and they say, you know what, just take it for a drive. What are they doing? Like you're going to sit in there and emotionally go, oh my gosh, I can't imagine driving this. I can't imagine if this was my car. And if you don't pause long enough to get away from that emotion, which they anticipate that you won't be wise enough to, then you're going to make an emotional decision and you're going to talk yourself into why this is such a good idea. We've all been there before. But imagine if you said, you know what, I'm just going to sit on this and think about it. Well, that guy's been trained to tell you, look, don't sit and think about it. This deal's only going to be good for 24 hours or whatever it is, right? They're going to try to squeeze you into making a decision while the emotions are high because they know if you were to pause long enough and think through it long enough, then you probably aren't going to make that decision. And this is God's wisdom to us. This is the conscience decision. Paying attention to that and pausing long enough to really thinking through it is the wise way to go so that you can make better decisions. So that in the end, you can have fewer regrets. That's what this is about. And it starts with pausing long enough to do that. The second thing that you can do after the pause is to ask the better questions. And we just talked about that. Ask the integrity question. Am I being honest about this? Do I really need this car? Or is this car that I'm about to buy really about status? What is it really? Can I afford this house? What do, what do I really want this house for? Is it so I can be in this better neighborhood because it really is about the schools? Or is this really about uh, status again? Or you know, showing people that I'm successful or whatever it is. What, what's the real thing here? What's really going on? Asking yourself the legacy question. What's the story that I want to tell? Do you want to be in your 60s and 70s and say, man, I'm glad that I haven't had any debt for the last 20 years and we've been able to save and we're comfortable now and we can do some things? Or do you want to tell the story that says, gosh, I made a terrible purchase in my 40s and 50s and I'm still paying that thing off and life is tough and now I'm tired and blah, 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 right? What is the story that you would like to tell? Learn to be honest. Learn to uh, think about your story and your legacy. How do you want those things to go? What, what things would you like to be able to tell your children who are watching you as they make their decisions? So we pause, we ask great questions, and then the third thing that we do is we let it bother us. Let it bother you is what Andy talks about. And that seems so contrary to human nature. And guess what? It is. It's contrary to us to go, man, this is uncomfortable. Like nobody wants to be uncomfortable. But we have to realize that sometimes that idea of being uncomfortable is there for our benefit. 
one more time going back to the book, Andy says this, if there's something in you, something that you can't put your finger on, or perhaps something someone else has put a finger on that bothers you about an option you're considering, pause and pay attention. That, that tension may very well be God's way of protecting you. It may be his way of waving you off from a decision that you'll later regret. Every time you make a decision, especially a decision that takes you by surprise, you should ask yourself, is there a tension that deserves my attention? Don't ignore it. Don't brush by it. Let it bother you until you know why it bothers you. Why should we let it bother us? Because our conscience is a gift. God has put inside of us a gift and not a problem. We see it as a problem. Many times when we feel that tension within us, we think, oh, I don't like how this feels. This is a bad thing, so I get rid of it. And yet God's saying, no, this tension that you're feeling, this conscience that is speaking to you going, are you sure you want to do that? Is really God's gift to us to protect us and to make us live life better and bigger than we could have on our own. Because left to ourselves, we know that the heart is deceitful. We know how many times we've talked ourselves into things that we knew have been wrong for us, but we did it anyways. Like that is the option. Do you want to follow God's path or your own path? The, the idea in scripture is clear throughout Old Testament and New. Choose today who you will serve. Who is going to be Lord of your life? You or are you going to let God do it? Well, how does God do it? Well, he does it through his word. And he does it, in this case, we're talking about through our conscience, through the way that he's made us. He has given us everything that we need. In fact, when we become Christians, he gives us himself. He, he puts his Holy Spirit in us, which is so incredible to think of. Not only has he built us with a conscience, but as believers, we now have God himself living in us to help us to live better lives, bigger lives. Again, get in the fight is a ministry for Christian men to help them to become the men that God meant for them to be. Well, if you want to be the man that God meant for you to be, then you've got to stay on the path that God meant for you to walk on. And the way that we do it is by paying attention to our conscience, paying attention to the stories that we want to tell, paying attention to what's really honestly going on in our lives. And the more time and more pause that we can give to these red flag moments, the better decisions we'll make and the fewer regrets that we'll have. And that's the whole point of this conversation. And so I hope that this, this makes sense to you. I hope that this is causing you to think back to some of your own stories of regret and going, you know what, I don't want to repeat that again, nor do I want to have my children or grandchildren repeat those same kind of mistakes that I have. I want to get better and I want to help people around me get better. I want to help men get better. So men, if you're listening to this and you want to have a better life and a bigger life, if you want to become the man that God meant for you to be, then you've got to learn to ask better questions. And the end result will be that you'll have fewer regrets. And that's what it's all about. So today is the conscience question. Is there a tension in your life today that you need to pay attention to? If so, you need to pause. You need to detach from that thing and let it build. Let it grow. Let it bother you. And then ask yourself some questions. Am I being honest with myself, really? What's this about? What's the story that I want to tell? And is there attention that I need to pay attention to? If so, be honest about that with the Lord. Let him direct you and your life will be blessed, if you will. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today and listening to the show. Please be sure to head over to the website at getinthefight.club. And before you go, if you haven't already, please subscribe, click the like button, 
and leave us a positive five-star review. It makes a huge difference whenever you do. Have a great day. Go get in the fight.